Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. And welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless for all the stuff going on around us each day. Every week, I say it because every week is true. There's something going on around us every single day of the week. And we got to thank God for bringing us through those things every day of the week. Uh, and nothing bypasses us that God can't bring us through if we allow him to. On last week, I was speaking about war. War part one tonight. I want to talk about part two of war. Because we're going through a war every day. If you look at life, life offers a lot of different things, a lot of different challenges, a lot of different victories. But we still can win the war in our lives. Bow your head for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are with me this evening and those that are watching this broadcast or listening to this podcast or however they may be receiving this message. I ask you to touch every little soul, break every yoke in their life and meet the needs in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. It's just interesting. God greatness. You know, the other day, I was listening to a song. Oh, excuse me. I was listening to a song. I was laying in my bed. And a song came to me. I haven't heard in about 30 years. Some of y'all may know the song, but it's an old song. It goes something like this. He is exalted. He is exalted. He is exalted on high. One more time. He is exalted. He is exalted. He is exalted on high. And this is where other words I know. Creation adore him. Saints shall praise him. For he is exalted on high. I like that. He is exalted. He is exalted. He is exalted on high. The king is exalted. The king is exalted. The king is exalted. The king is exalted on high. Creation shall adore him. Creation shall adore him. Saints shall praise him. Saints shall praise him. For he is exalted on high. Get your Bibles with me and go to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. He is exalted on high. Creation adores him. The saints shall praise him. Because he's the king that's exalted on high. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Uh, chapter 15 and verse 3. Let's read what it says real quick. We're talking about war today. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord 
is his name. Let me read it one more time. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Now, I know I spoke about this verse last week, but I wanted to let you understand a little more about that. The Lord is a man of war to fight your man. The victory belongs to you. But the battle belongs to the Lord. If we could just praise the Lord through our troubles and our trials and our situations, we will see who actually fights the battle for. We will actually see the victory become before our very eyes. But because we don't praise God enough, we watch TV too much, videos too much, we text it too much, we tick in too much. We got everything. We post it on Facebook, Twitter too much. We don't have time to praise God. And that because we don't spend enough time praising God, we lose many battles. He can't fight for us because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. You got to get yourself in a position where God can get in your praise. He wants to hear you individually. He wants to hear what you have to say. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear your praise. People can pray for you. That's not the same thing. Totally different. Me drinking this bottle of water tastes good to me. But you're not going to know how it tastes until you drink it. The same thing with praise. The Lord is a man of war that knows how to rumble. Oh, uh, y'all ain't hearing me. The Lord is a man of war that know how to fight against demon spirits that come to destroy your life. He knows this. But he wants you to accept the victory. That's when we make a mistake. You got to accept the victory. Don't run around saying I got the victory. Accept it. Many generals go to war before they start that war. They're already claiming victory. It sounds silly to you, but they figure they way going to work. The Lord is a man of war. That is his name. The Lord is his name. He knows how to fight your battle. The Lord don't have no battles of his own to fight. He already won everything when he rose from the dead. His father didn't have no battles, battles to fight. That's why Michael and the archangel and them kick the devil out of heaven. Kick Satan out. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 120. Let's go to Psalms 120 and verse 7. Psalms 120 and verse 7. Let's talk about war. Psalms 120 and 7. Look what the verse says. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. That sounds familiar, right? I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. You want peace. You want peace in your life. You want peace in your home. But the devil is always for war. He ain't for peace. 
peaceful man. He wants trouble. You don't care about you. Now, if I could just get people to really believe that and accept that they will receive victory in their life. Well, because you, until you accept that the enemy is not your friend, you'll never receive the victory. You'll never obtain the victory. We sing that song, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine today. Remember that song? Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine today. Then they go on to say, I told Satan to get thee behind. Victory is mine today. Oh, yeah, that's something great, right? You and yourself don't have the, the power to tell a devil to do nothing. Did you hear what I said? You can think victory is yours all day. For you and yourself without Christ Jesus. Let you fight your battle. You can't tell the devil nothing. You ain't telling him nothing because he ain't paying you no mind. But when you use that name Jesus, the son of the living God, he's going to back up. But the thing is, the Bible says, you know, you got to listen to these songs. The Bible says, God got it on real God. He got our back. He wants us to look forward. When you speak for peace, you try to keep, they want to rumble. They want to fight. They want to rumble with you. They want to tumble with you. War. War, a lot of times, start because people want that something that don't belong to them. War is not over simple disagreements. Country go to war over some of the dumbest stuff. They go to war over lies. The devil is the father of lies, and he's the one that starts those wars. Understand, we're living in a day and always been there where wars was going on. Since the enemy been sent out in heaven, a war has been going over him and man. He's been trying to destroy man from day one. That's all he ever done is manipulate and plot set out against to destroy people. That's what he does. He's good at what he does. I don't know why people don't understand it. The enemy is not back with that shot. Starting fights, he likes to fight. But he forgot one thing. That God is the creator of the end of this world, this earth. And that God, the Lord, is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So when you are for peace, they want to fight. You're trying to negotiate things. They want to rumble. They want to bully up and bust you up. The enemy want to bust you up spiritually. You ever hear people say, oh, they all messed up. This is wrong with them. That's wrong with them. That's wrong with them. That's the enemy working. He want to jack you up from head to toe. You got to know who's the boss man. And it ain't you. 
The sooner we know that God is the boss man, the sooner we can accept victory. See, you don't have to get the victory. The victory is already yours. You need to receive it. You don't have to go find the victory in your life. You don't have to go searching for the victory in your life. You need to accept the victory. You may not have a job, and you need to get a job. Accept the job in Jesus' name. And go possess it. You got to accept it. You got to accept that God has a job with your name on it. People get married, they go find a wife. Here's what the Bible say about that in the marriage war. The Bible says he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. It does not say she that findeth a man. You got to do it God's way. When you want God to give you the victory, you got to include God in your life. People don't include God when they come out of marriage. They don't trust him enough. I heard, I read one woman said, I don't trust God's judgment. You mentioned it? The creator of the universe, the creator of the end of the world. A woman said, I don't trust God's judgment. I don't think he could give me a husband. I got to go get one myself. Let me tell you something. The word of God is already settled in heaven. He said, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. But the scripture always said, already said, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. That brother needs to let God direct his path. So he don't pick up Jezebel along the way. A harlot along the way and don't know it. I've seen it happen many times. I know one brother when I was younger got married. His, his one brother wife was uh, uh, when he go to work, his her girlfriend came over. They were in bed. He caught her twice. He forgave her both times, but she kept on doing it. Then the other wife, she was <laughs> she was having a bad. I met one sister even bragged about it. She said, "Yeah, I used to run around on my husband all the time. I always had him. I couldn't believe she said that. I couldn't believe she brought it. Oh yeah." Oh, I got saved. I, I cheated on him all the time. I always run around. <laughs> she said, I hear I'm going to do nothing. I'm like, I bet you I would have. <laughs> if my wife run around, she's gone. <laughs> Finish. We done. I expect her to do the same with me. But when you speak, they are for war. Why? Because they don't want no peace. You know, you know, there's a scripture that said that some people will not rest until they call somebody to fall. There's someone not, there's someone. The Bible said there's some people that won't rest until they say straight in some blood. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. It's all in the word of God. There's a war going on every day. There's a war going on in our flesh and our spirit. Our spirit is fighting against the flesh and the flesh is fighting against the spirit. There's a war going on. There's a war of the elements of this world to keep you from reading your Bible. I don't care how many phones you got, smartphones you got, tablets you got. 
I don't care. They're going to find a way to keep you from reading your Bible, but they're going to get you to go GPS when you want to go somewhere. War. It's a real thing. It's never war. You know what? War is never pretty. I've never seen a pretty war. I've never heard about a pretty war. They're blowing up everything, shooting everybody, stabbing everybody, stabbing everybody, crushing everybody. I never seen a pretty war. I ain't never seen one. Do you want to know something else? When a devil is cast out of a person, listen to this. Want to talk about war? When a devil is cast out of a person, they get fully delivered. But they got to get filled with God's power to keep them. Glory to God. Glory to God. They got to get filled with God's power to keep them. But I want you to listen to this. That same spirit, as the Bible says, is going to go to and fro seeking who and where he can go. He's going to go up walking up and down dry land. And he's going to say, ah, oh, man, there's no earth. There's no moisture here. There's no goodies here. I'm going back where I used to live. And he'll come right back to that person to try to get in. And then when he come in, he's going to invite trouble of his other friends. That's how the devil works. That's how the devil operates. He's not coming alone. He's not sending one in. He's going to have trouble and come and take over you. That's why when some people backslide, they get they're totally nuts. Totally nuts. They start doing all kind of crazy stuff. I'm going to tell you something. Don't let bitterness run your life. Do not be bitter over things that have happened. Let bitterness go. Don't let that spirit dominate you. It will destroy you. It will eat you up eternally. You ain't hand me. When I speak for peace and for war, I'm going in the credit of peacefully to make an agreement. They want all. They want to demand this. And they want to, I'm just trying to make peace out the payment bills. Work. People go to work every day. And live in defeat on their job. What am I saying? Some of y'all go to work every day and live in defeat. You can't accomplish your job right. You can't get projects done right. You can't get them done on time because you got people speaking for war for you. They're constantly in there, picking and getting involved. You got to, you got to, you got to back people up. Tell them get out of your space. Did you hear what I say? You got to tell people to get out of your space so you could get done what you need to get done, so you can win your financial battle. Because without a job, you can't win your financial battle. Without raises, you can't stay above the economy. Just the truth. Let's move on. Let's go to First Peter chapter two. We're talking about war today. First Peter chapter two. And verse 11. First Peter chapter 11, first, first Peter chapter 2 verse 11 says, We as angels which are greater in power. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm in I wind up a second Peter. Excuse me. I apologize. I'm getting ready to say what's going on here. Uh, okay. 
Second Peter chapter 2, verse 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Let me read it one more time. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Did you hear what he said? When we get saved, when we get saved, notice what I'm saying. When we get saved, I didn't say religious. I didn't say join the church. I said when we get saved, we return to our heritage of being a pilgrim or a stranger in this land. When we get saved, yeah, that. When we get saved, when we get right with God. Not before. When we get right with God. That need to be a song when we get right with God. When we get right with God. We return back to our heritage of being a pilgrim. And a stranger in the land. Because we just passing through. As we live on the rest of our life on this earth. Because we have a builder maker in heaven. Who's made a home for us. But this scripture tells us something about why we are strangers and pilgrims here. Listen to what it said. Oh, but dearly beloved, I beseech you, I beg you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain, reject, stay away from lustly, earthly, fleshy, lustful stuff. You got to be careful. I'm telling you. You can't even watch a movie today without them cussing and swearing. And, they, and it's get, just getting worse and worse and worse. You just got to go click. Turn it off. Everything is over-sexualized. The clothes are over-sexualized. Everything is sexualized, sexualized, sexualized. The Bible says staying from fleshly lusts. Lusting at the cars, lusting at the home. They don't just lust at the sexual lust. They lust at the money. They lust at the cars. They lust at the all kind of stuff. They lusting at the earthly, fleshy stuff. That's temporal. People think lust is yes, but sexual. It is not. Some years ago in Long Island, I preached a message called the Lust Four. People have a desire. They lust for stuff. You be surprised the stuff people lust for. When you in the hole, he's laughing at the soul himself. You think they just talking about money? No, I'm winning. They talk about money, cars, clothes, or oh my gosh, you would be surprised. They have a what they call a fetus for it. They got. I gotta have it. Lusting at the stuff that they don't know. Listen, look at that verse. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly love, which war against your soul. It wars against your soul. 
It doesn't invest in the Toya soul. It doesn't invest to keep you from gaining a relationship with God that you need. It does its best to detour you from a walk with God. It detours you from fellowship and the beauty of holiness before God. Because earthly lust leads to destruction. See, do not confuse Asking God to meet your need. And lusting after stuff. That's two different things. The Bible says, let me have his own wife. Well, that's God for a wife. Let's be honest. The Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. But I'll take it a step further and just tell you this. The Bible said you have not because you ask not. Ask God to give you a spouse, not a girlfriend. Not a hookup name. But you know, you could just go hook up a sex and call it a day. That brings damnation on your soul. You're corrupting your soul even more. You gotta look at that it's tight, but it's right. We gotta understand that God is a holy God and he doesn't change. He said, oh, my Lord, that God, that changes the not. He don't change. He's not like us. Flip like we we flip like flipping. We're like dolphins. We're always flipping. But God, who is righteous, do not shame. Our flesh wars against our flesh because our flesh wants everything that I see. And really, that's what most people are. Most people are. They want everything they I see. They never satisfy. I don't care what God do for them. Whatever God do for them, they never satisfy. They want more and more and more like the children of Israel. God gave them battle for him and wanted battle with them. They know they still was begging for more lust than us. That's not that's the same, but that's us. I, I, I. That's us. I, I, I. I, I, I. That's all about us. I. The flesh wars against your spirit. It fights against your spirit. It fights against your soul on a daily basis. The more you learn God, the more your flesh is going to die out. The more you seek after God, your flesh is going to die. The more you lust after stuff, your spiritual man is going to die. Sorry, here, let me pray for those watching the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, ask you to touch every liberal soul. Watch this broadcast tonight. Meet the needs in their life. Save, deliver, make free. Open the understanding that we're in a war and they need deliverance from you. I thank you for touching them. I thank you for opening their understanding. In Jesus' name, you could go to our website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org, and you can leave a prayer request, testimony, and you also can become a partner to help us financially with the broadcast, TV broadcast, podcast, and the other stuff that we're doing. In Jesus' name. Now listen. Your flesh wars every day against you. I don't care what you do. Your flesh is going to find a way to fight against your soul. You know why? Those of us that's not blind and deaf, 
we hear too much stuff. We see too much stuff. And then we, we, we have in company with people that carry lustful spirits with them. I'm serious. You got to watch people. This is why the scripture said, watch and pray. Jesus was trying to get to the disciples to understand that we were in a war, that you could walk out to watch and pray, that you answer not into temptation. Oh, y'all hear me. Did you know Jesus came back to the disciples? He said, What? You can't even watch for an hour. You can't even pray for an hour. And you want God to do all this stuff for you, but you can watch TV for five hours. Easy. You're struggling to keep your eyes open, and you're still trying to watch TV. You're on a computer. Some of y'all, it got so bad in one country. Listen to this. With the video game, the kids wouldn't get up. One kid died of a heart attack. He sat in that chair for three days. He didn't even want to go to the bathroom. He died. Young kid. They had to create a clinic for the old playing video game. That's just the devil. A war, a real war. You think you think I'm told you think them wars out there when people fighting with bullets and knives and guns? No. The worst war is a spiritual war because you can't see your enemy coming unless you open your spiritual eyes. Unless you get into this word of God for yourself, you're not gonna see your adversary. Your adversary be one feeding you and sitting right next to you. You know what? People don't believe this, but I'm going to tell you, when you go to church, the devil goes before you. He walks in the door long before you. He comes there and sits right, right beside you. He gets in the pulpit and sing and preach to you. Yeah? He gets in the pulpit and preach to you. Isn't that something? They get in that pulpit and preach about all the prosperity and all this other stuff, but they're not going to tell you that you got a war going on in your life. The victory is yours in a battle with God's. Huh. One day we're going to believe that. Yeah, One day we're going to believe that, Sister Well, that the battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. And then a lot of people going to start walking in the newness of life in God. Glory to God. They're going to start walking in the newness of life. They're going to come out of the flesh. They're going to stop lusting at their earthly stuff and start desiring things from God because he said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things that God prepared for them that love him. Oh, glory to God. He said, no good thing without was heard from them that walk up right here before me. Ooh. Hallelujah. Do you walk up right here? Hallelujah! <laughs> you know where you make up. We gotta get in a place where we really, 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 really want to win this war in our life. It's not God. Listen to this. It's not God's war. People die of leukemia, cancer, tuberculosis, and all that. It's not God's plan. He would have never said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. He would have never said that. You know what? 
some people have this figment of imagination. Either God is dead or he forgot about what he said. Because of you sugarcoating, lying, preaching, running around teaching lies and not this word of God. You got people believing God, but I come to tell you that God is a lie and he's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still a way maker and he is an honor of his word. The honor is his word above his name. And the Bible, and I have seen for myself that God's name is great in the art. That's something to think about. I remember some years ago, I used to work with a company. I worked with them faithfully for years, and then I left, take care of family business. Years later, one of my nephews went to the job, went and applied for a job, and he got hired by his last name. I never knew the story how he got hired. They simply hired him on his last name. He didn't even know. All because of his last name was great in the company. But one day I happened to go by the store, talking to the office manager. I was talking to her. She said, oh, Bernard, this young guy that came here, we hired him. And you know, the minute I seen the last name, well, I hired him because I thought of you. I said, yeah, that's my nephew. Isn't that something? My name was great in the company because God made it great in the company. That's how I know God's name is great in the earth. People are going to respond when you say it's God coming in the name of the Lord. I'm serious. When you come in the name of the Lord, they're going to respond. They respond when my nephew came in the name of the Lord. I didn't know. I didn't play nothing. But my lifestyle, my conduct, the way I work, it did the job. This is why you got to be faithful. You hear that? You can cause other people to be blessed. This is why you got to be faithful on your job. This is why you got to be faithful in your home. Amen. This is why you got to be faithful. Because your name can hold great authority. You don't have to have a lot of money, but your name. When they hear your name, who's coming? I'm going. Why? Because a person's name is great. And God's name is greater in the earth than ours. Isn't that something? I never forgot that. And I don't think I even told my nephew the story. He got hired simply because of my last name and my reputation. He didn't even know. They never told him. She never told him. But she said this guy came in. And he filled out an application. And when I seen the last name, I hired him because I thought of you. I had to laugh when she told me that. I said, that's my nephew. He didn't tell you? Nope. Never said nothing because he was going on his own. He didn't need me. He was going on his own time for a job. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a war going on. And that war is for you to do right so some others can be blessed through you. The devil ever wants you to win no war. Because others can be blessed through your legacy. 
but they could be cursed to it. Have you ever heard generational curses? <laughs> it's real. I've met families that under generational curses. I met one family that's under generational curse, and one person got saved. They came from under that curse. Because Christ breaks that curse when you accept him as saved, because he has the power to do that. He's king of kings and lord of lords, so he has the power to cut that rope. But it's something to think about war. The enemy doesn't want you to win no wars. He wants you to feel defeated, climb in a corner, feel sorry for yourself about everything going on. He even wants you to confess defeat. You hear what I said? The enemy wants you to confess you lost the battle even before you started fighting. People go to the doctor and the doctor say you got cancer, you got this, you got that, and you accept it. Many saved people died before their time. I'm just being honest. Some couldn't hold on no longer. Some didn't know how to wait on God. Some didn't know how to trust God because they were leaning on their pastor. They were leaning on their mommy. They were leaving. I'm serious. But the enemy doesn't want you to claim victory and accept it. He wants you to accept defeat. That's how he wins his world against people. He knows as long as you accept the word of God, that I am the Lord thy God that help you. I am my own, your provider. I'm El Shaddai. I am him. I am. I am the I was in the beginning. I'll be in the end. I am. I am. That's it. Ah. The enemy does not want you to know that and accept it. He doesn't want us. He wants us to be scared and live in fear. He wants us to be afraid to do things. He wants us to be afraid at night. He wants us to be afraid to drive down a highway. He wants us to be afraid to go to the store. He wants us to live in total fear. Because he knows we don't have the victory active in our life. And we didn't say But if you take Jesus for your partner, he'll brighten up your moments. He'll teach you to accept the victory. The victory was given us when Christ went to Calvary. Did you hear me? When Christ died on that tree, y'all call it the cross, it was a tree. When Christ died on that tree, we obtain the victory when he rose from the dead and descended on high. We 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 get in this mode where unbelief causes us to lose our war. Unbelief keeps us from receiving the victory in our life. Unbelief is a bad guy. Unbelief is a bad guy. Doubt. Is a bad guy. Those two guys work together to destroy people to keep you from winning your wars. 
Young people stop believing lies and getting God's word. These philosophers that you listen to, oh yeah, 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 but y'all a bunch of crazy people. You gonna take some above man above God's word about some man that had to go study this and study that? Couldn't you figure out this? Tell me something. Can you call on that philosopher when you're in trouble? When you're stuck on the highway? Can you pick up the phone and call them? Huh? Huh? When you're walking down the street by yourself at night, can you call that the philosopher to come running to your rescue? When you can't die 911, or when you walk with God, and when you obey what this Bible here says, you could call on God and God is going to send deliverance. I seen it. I experienced. I know what God is capable of. Amen. I remember one day I was going in a candy store and I got robbed. That's right. I'm gonna tell you how this happened. I was determined to buy this new soda. I can't remember the soda. I can't remember. And too long been saying. And I wanted the soda. I, my mind was nowhere else or paying attention and my surroundings or nothing. I wanted this soda and they came and robbed me, sucked me up in the store. I ain't had no money on me anyway. Whenever I got stuck up, I never had a dime on me. I had no money. I was just going to buy the soda. But I realized my love for that soda caused me to get mud. That's right. I wanted that soda. I got to have that soda. I forgot some new soda that came out years and years and years ago. I had to have that soda. So I wasn't paying no mind of God trying to warn me about anything. I had to get the store pay. You, you got to look at things as they are. I learned a great lesson from that. But on the other hand, here's my other friend. Pastor George. They came to rob Pastor George. What? Uh, the Robin. The Robin wanted to call a cop on him. <laughs> and then bust him up. I'm sick. The Robin was good. He said, but you were robbing. What? He beat them boy. Them he beat them dudes up. He whacked a couple of them with garbage can top. I mean, you, you don't want to get into it with him. Even today. He gonna try and run some number on me. I'm like, oh, I don't really. Care. I said, stop it right now. You'll bust a person up in a minute. <laughs> he beat the robbers up. The robbers. <laughs> My brother did the same thing. They came to rob him, and he beat them. You know, they used to have the phone when you could call. He beat them with the other uh, phone, the uh, uh, the receiver, and he beat the beat. Oh, it's so funny. The cops came to arrest my brother, beating them up. That was funny. They wanted to arrest my brother, and the mother tried the money. He beat them. It was so funny. You better leave safe folks alone. <laughs> Some of them say, safe folks, don't play that. They're going to bust your tail. The last bar makes the war harder. You can't receive your deliverance, your healing, because you're too busy lusting at the things you don't need. And God doesn't desire you to have. God doesn't want you less than us to garbage. You know what you you know this scripture talks about 
The man walking out there and the women waiting on the corner. And she caught him. Once she caught him, the war was lost. He, he was now in her clinches. And everybody that got hooked up with her died. And when you think about these young kids today that hang out on the corner, the police already know they're out there for no good, most of them. They're going to try their best to arrest them. I've even heard them say it. I'm just waiting to collect them. There's a war going on. There's a war going on in the police department with corrupt cops making the good cops look bad. And then the good cops go bad when they don't ride on the bad one. It's the same thing with doctors. It's the same thing with lawyers. It's the same thing with bankers and the same thing with preachers. Same thing. Same identical thing. A preacher, I know the man, the pastor's doing wrong. Another pastor's doing wrong. Won't say nothing. You just as bad and low as dirty as them. The wars that go on in people's private lives will blow your mind. But because they don't have no example before them, they don't know how to fight. Young ministers start out not knowing which way to go because they never got seasoned in God's word, or they sat under somebody that didn't know what they were doing. You need to sit under somebody and know what this Bible says they live in. Did you hear what I said? You need to sit under a ministry where you can learn God's word for yourself. And learn how to world the sword of the spirit. You'll take the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. Your people don't know this. I'll give you one reason why people lose battle. They do vain repetitional prayers. They pray over the same thing 80,000 times. Every day they pray about the same. Oh God, deliver me. Oh God, bless me with a child. Oh God, I need a new car. Oh God, I need a new car. Oh God, I need a new car. Oh God, oh God. And God said, why are you doing this? You say, but we're supposed to say the Bible, so we should pray without ceasing. He didn't say do vain repetition and prayer. God's not young. God don't have no hearing aid. God don't have no pain and no walker. Oh, come on. God don't have a blind man see where he got to kick the thing around the sea. He's not using no roll and a walk. Not my God. Maybe your God. But my God is in 100% health. And he desires to see that we stay healthy. We lose wars and battles in our lives because we don't obey God's word. And a lot of times they don't know God's word. They just go to church and shout and kick over chairs and have a feel good. Feeling good is not eternal life. Feeling good is not redemption. Feeling good is not victory. It's just feeling good. That's just emotional. All victories are not shown in the natural. I'll say it again. All victories are not shown in the natural. Sometimes they're spiritual mind battles. You don't see that in the physical. I need more money. That's a battle for some people. I need more money. 
You lose the battle when you just say, I need more money. The question is, is are you praising God to give you the financial victory that you need? You got to worship God for what you need. He said, you have that because you ask not. But then the Bible talks about asking him in. I am the Lord thy God, my change of not. That's what he said. Who he is, he don't change. God wants us to win all our wars, but do we want to win them? Beloved, you cannot pick and choose the wars you want to fight. Not in the spiritual world. You got to fight and win. Every battle you fight has to do with your eternal redemption. Think of it that way. Remember, some of y'all that watch this broadcast, I always say this. Treat your job as ministry and ministry as your job. Why? Because it's a war daily that you must win. Example that is when you go to work, the enemy may block the person that God wants you to talk to. If you're not, you're not, you're not alert. You gotta treat your job like ministry. A ministry like your job. I didn't say, I ain't never told you to go there saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You ain't got to do that. What are you doing that for? They're going to think you're a little cuckoo. I don't think you're cuckoo too. You're walking up and down, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, I think you're cuckoo too. Jesus knows his name. <laughs> the devil even knows his name. He trembles at it. Well, you should treat your job as ministry because there's a war going on your job. And there's a war going on in your ministry. War. But the victory belongs to us. We're not asking for the victory. Don't pray and ask for no victory. Thank God for the victory. Sometimes you got to ignore the enemy and do what you got to do for God. You know, the scripture says, listen to this. You talking about war? You talking about victory? Do you know the scripture says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. Listen to what it says. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your path. You got to acknowledge God in what you do. That's why people don't have the victory. Don't come in their life because they don't acknowledge God. What they're doing, they need to speak of that. They make a gigantic mess because they haven't acknowledged God and what they're doing. When I got together with my prayer partner, we prayed. We may be aching, hurting, needing this, needing that, but when we pray, we pray expecting God to fight the battle and we thank him for the victory. We expect the Lord to bring this to pass in our lifetime. We thank God for the victory, whatever it is. But the victory is not never going to come in your life until you learn to thank God for it. As long as you lean on man to do everything for you, you are going to get man results. It's that simple. You know what? I'm not against going to the doctor. Some people think I am. 
I know how to wait on God when I'm going through. I'm going through, I go through different stuff. All the time, I don't tell my wife everything. I don't tell everybody everything. Sometimes I just wait on God. When you go to the doctor, most sensible doctors are going to tell you, I've done all I can do for you. I can only do what I've been taught to do. And that's all they could do. A doctor can only do what he's been trained to do through the book. He's trying to tell you. You got to learn to trust God for your health. This is your life, not mine. To win the war on health, we got to thank God for health. We have to ask God to direct our path. It's not so much when you get older, because I've watched people that used to eat just a lot of junk food and ice cream, and I've watched videos where people living over 100, and the secret to they living over 100, they, I know one lady ate ice cream, or ice cream every single day. She said, that's my longevity, ice cream. One uh, in another, one country, they all have all those old folks, they all they do is yogurt. You have to ask God. To guide you what you eat. Like sometimes the Lord won't let me eat third places. I don't eat from everybody. That's not going to happen. Sometimes my spirit says, oh, no, no, I'll be rejecting it. Oh, no, no. Oh, you want them? No, I'll be hungry. But some saying, don't eat that food. Don't touch that. God wants you to stay healthy. He don't want you picking up no windworms or no other stuff around the rock because you don't know what people be doing. You can't eat in every restaurant. Restaurants are opening back up since the pandemic outbreak is, is reciting. Uh, but people, restaurants is open back up. But you still got to watch these people. There's a war going on. Some people was nasty before they're nasty now. Some people go to the bathroom and don't wash their hands. There's a war going on. The enemy got his angels out there working. God got his angels out there working to protect you. Oh, they probably protect you many times you didn't even know. A war, a real war. The wars we fight in this life are unique, especially in this day, because we got so much technology, and that technology cannot override God's power. I'm going to say that again. Our wars in this day are so new, unique in our lives. We have so much technology to do this and to artificial intelligence, AI. But it can't override God. That's all I like about it. When you get ready to fight a battle, you got to prepare if you want to win. You're not going out there fighting in those three-piece suits. When you're going on the front line to fight a physical war, you're going to get a helmet. And this is what God gives us, the helmet of salvation. And you're going to take the shield of faith, which is the word of God. Excuse me. You're going to take the shield of faith, and then you're going to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's sword. But the problem with the sword, the word of God, is a big problem with it. It's a huge problem. You can put on a helmet of salvation. You can take the shield of faith. But the sword, the word of God, 
you got that you betrayed how to use it. Until you get trained in this word of God, knows what it says, then you can well that sword. So the Bible said the word of God is sharpening the two-edged sword. You got to know how to weld that sword. I'm telling you the truth. You got to get in God's word and know how to swing this sword. You got to know how to slice and dice the enemy with God's word. War. It's happening. Every moment of the day. Somebody's in a war. Somebody's facing a challenge. But we got to accept the victory. We have to accept the victory to win this war. To win the daily wars that we face each day. The Bible says, no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, we shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness of me, saith the Lord. But you really got to be living that. You really got to be fulfilling that. You really have to be embedded in that word. That word has to be embedded in you. He said, let my word abide in you. And you, my word, you can ask what you will. You got to abide in God's word, and his word got to abide in you. You got to do this thing right. No good thing will God withhold from that and walk uprightly before him. Now, here's the thing. What is the good thing that God has for you? Nobody knows but God. He said, I have not seen, and have not heard. Neither have entered the hearts of men the things that God prepared for them that love him. Ah. What is it you really want out of God? What is it you really want out of life? A lot of people want God to do different things for them. But they won't thank him for it. They won't praise him for it. You're never going to have victory in your life until you start praising God for the victory. You're never going to see the enemy back up until you really start praising God for the victory. You're never going to see those jokes broken in your life until you start thanking God for the deliverance that you need. You can run around and have all the preachers in the world that have anointed pray for you, but you are the one that have to receive it. You are, you know, it's true. You are the one that have to receive the deliverance. A bunch of pray for you day and night. You still have to receive it. You're here today. Listening to this message about war part two. Some of y'all need to accept the victory. Some of y'all need to obtain the victory by accepting Christ as your personal savior. Some of y'all need to stop lusting after everything your eyes see. Then you're crying, you ain't got no money and you're broke. You lose your financial battle, battle doing that. 
Some of y'all want a wife, or y'all lust after every woman by, oh, I wish I had her. Oh, I wish I had him out there. Women stop lusting after men and ask God to get send your husband and let him be a good man. That's from God. Men, follow the scriptures. He that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. You want favor from God. You want favor. You're here today. Don't know the Lord is your personal Savior. Now is your time to give your life to the Lord. This moment, this hour, this second. Bow your heads with me and let's pray. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for coming into my life. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary and rising on the third day that I might have the victory in the wars that I wore each day. I thank you for saving me and being the Lord of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, beloved. We went out for wars by obedience to God's word. This is why we have to constantly obey God's word. Get into the word of God for yourself. We have Bible study on Wednesday night right here at 8.15. You can visit our website, www.tabernacledeliverseinc.org. And you can click on online services and then our Wisdom for Life Bible study. And each week you can scroll down and you'll see the, uh, the weekly Bible study. It's something to win wars. It's something to know how to weld a, a sword in a war and win. Not have the sword knock you out because it's too heavy. Yeah. The Bible says, take your burden to the Lord and leave a man. Cast your burden upon him. Until next week, I want you to stay faithful to God. Send us your prayer request. Send us your testimony. And let us know how you're doing. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.